back to the YTG podcast. If Welcome. you are new here, my name is Nico. I'm an automotive photographer and now amateur racing driver. I'm Sean and uh, I am the owner of this lovely shed in Keysborough, YTG Young Timers Garage. Here Welcome. on the, the weekly-ish YTG podcast, uh, we're yes. going to give you uh, the sort of inside scoop inside the automotive industry in Australia, as well as some fantastic stories, mm-hmm. motorsport, anything car, car related. related. So, and a bit of electric car hate. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, join us on another episode and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Uh-huh. Sean returns. I did. You made it in time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, awesome to see you, mate. Well, I'm sorry I missed much. the last one, but I'm sure it didn't need me. It would have been epic. I can't wait to hear it. I couldn't shut him up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's a common <laughs> problem, sadly. <laughs> but we did miss you, Sean. We really did oh, miss you. Oh, no, mate. I'm glad to be here. Raced here. had my daughter's school production. So left here, went there, came back here just to make it in time. So awesome to see you but thank, thank you, you. welcome much. back well, it's always good being here it's my second visit here yes you still get the old feelings you walk through the door and you see those cars it's wonderful well i've got some new how's that i've had a look around back. i've had a little look around there are some absolute beauties down yeah, there yeah we're pretty blessed at the manor yeah. like i mean look yeah. we're, we're, i'm always getting some great cars and we've been able to have some good opportunities with some stuff that's around but you know when you look at that and we were looking you got a yeah, probably one of the best XKs on the market, 150. Then you got the oh. best D-type replica, which was built off in 1980 by Proteus yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And next to it, they built oh. that next to the original car. That's moulded off the original car. Incredible. Engines basically 3.8, twin overhaul, twin yeah. draft uh, Webers, four-speed Moss. It's built to be raced. It raced pretty much most of its life. Clocked at Zandorf at 150 miles an hour by the previous owner. I used to race it all the time. That's crazy, isn't and it? And then, yeah, beautiful climb mine. Had bought the car many years ago. Did a lot of hill climb track. That sort of sort of Rob Roy staff, that sort yeah. of thing. Just a lot of fun. Bit of club, bit of historic racing. Then spent thousands and got the car road registered. Beautiful. How good is that? Beautiful. How good is that? And he just said, he goes... Son, it's it's scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there going, like you're just yeah. moving it around, yeah. and you're just yeah. like, yeah, balls of steel, 150 yeah. miles oh. an hour plus. Yeah, and you know that car is one to one, one to one built to the original car. Yes, granted, so it's got awesome. some some minor modernness to it, so it, you know a little bit easier start and things like that. Yeah, just and you have to do that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to drive yeah. it, you've got to give them yeah. that little bit of practice. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. you can't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm you can't. all for that. I mean, like, we got that bloody Weber, the, Weber, the, the, the Aston Martin. we got an Aston Martin Series 3, 74. Mm. Beautiful car, beautiful right. girl. And 72, they had the, the Bosch injection. 73, sorry, 73, they had the Bosch injection. 74, they go to Weber's. So they go backwards and like the bloody thing, we can't, every time you start, it's like pop, 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 yeah. we change oh. plugs and that. Yeah. And they're just unbelievable. But yeah. is that, mate, that XK, that D-type, mate, bang. they so just cool. Unbelievable. I'm telling the story, the 150 there. Yeah. We were talking earlier on and it reminded me of my ex-girlfriend's grandmother. I may have told you last time oh. I was here. She used to race. She was a rally driver. That's right, yes. She used to race factory-prepared XK120s and then 150s Wow! for a little while. She did the Mila Miglia, she did the Monte Carlo wow. rally, the Rome Britain rally. <laughs> she was four foot ten. She oh, was an really? absolute tiny woman. And they came out of the factory. Her husband was the biggest Jaguar dealer in the Midlands of England, uh. one of the biggest in the country. They came out of the factory with blocks on the pedals so she could drive it. 
Oh, so she was like a little midget. Fantastic. Just on top of it. But she was a hell of a driver. Really We're talking 50s. The 50s into the 60s. Wow. Total pioneer. Wow. In cars. I mean, well, they did the 150s, but more the 120s. And the speeds that they did back then, and you think about Madness. it. Madness. Honestly, and it's like. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> with, with just, if you were lucky, a seatbelt, just a crossbody seatbelt, and that yeah. was it. Isn't that amazing. was it. You yeah. Know? And you look at that, like they were brave. We sit in that, when we sit in that D type, when, when we got it delivered, when it jumped in it, and then a bit of a sequence to start, you know, fuel pumps and all that sort of stuff, and you're like, they built it as original to, I mean, they built it like one to one. Like I said, later on in life, it's had a few modern modernies added to it, but. Honestly, it's a pure appreciation when you oh, sit yeah. behind that yeah. and you think, well, this is a one-to-one. -one. They, they put the mould, fibre, like all the rivets, everything. You're sitting there going, it's all pretty privileged. Okay, the original car sold for £27 million in 2016. You are yeah, kidding. The original wow. car that that was built off. Wow. Uh, 300 grand, like it's a nick. Really, it's a nick yeah. for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. What I mean, if I was well, at my get, old you'll place, you'll get the same driving experience. Yeah, you'll get all the yeah. joy, all the fun, uh -huh. and you can drive that. Yeah, if you've got a fifty odd million dollar car, you ain't touching it. You, you're not taking no it down Chapel Street on a Saturday afternoon. No, no. no <laughs> I would love to take that. I'd have my little beatbox in the back, Isn't you know, it? playing a little bit of ABBA or something like that, going down Chapel Street. Oh my crowds, God, chap laps of that. How good would that? And be? all those other tools How in there for Ferraris, Lambos, yeah, that you'd be like. Jaguar yeah. well, it? <laughs> but like when I was when I was at when I was in Sydney, and I'll never forget it. I, I remember at Demillions, this is probably two thousand. It was two thousand and six, yeah, because I was driving an SLK fifty five at the time, which was new, and we traded a DB six Superleggera, yep. the Basta roof, beautiful silver birch, beautiful car. And I remember classic cars weren't that big; they were, but not really taken off in Australia like they were overseas. But I remember we traded it. And it was the first really old classic car for Demillion. So we were half shitting ourselves when we were trading. I think I'm going to get shot here. We traded, did the deal. And of course, no one was really interested. So I started driving it. And Madness. Mate, single bloke driving a DB6 oh. in Bondi. Let me tell you, <laughs> oh. mate, girls are throwing their numbers, mate. I turned up in a Ferrari. They're like, oh, wanker. Just DB6, the class with the car was just like yeah. an E-type. It's just it's something. Class and style. And yeah. It, you know, I'm, I'm not going to knock, because you've got some beautiful no, no, Lambos. You've but, got some beautiful Ferraris. But honestly. Some beautiful Porsches. But, but that, you look at the, at the Jaguars. You look at some of the older yeah. Porsches. There's style. There's That's class. Honestly, the E-type you know, is just, like that deep, like, honestly, it's just, it stops traffic. People yeah. just, even just outside when we're unloading it and like the boys around there are like, oh, wow. And because it's in the pure Corsa blue, normally they're in the green, yeah. you just don't see it. And it's mm. just so, honestly, I, I was sitting there the other day and yeah, sometimes you don't, but you know, I did stop and sort of went, yeah, we feel very blessed. It is mm. an amazing mm. lineup in a little shed in Keysborough. It's pretty cool. It is, honestly. Even some people came in today and they were like, you know what I like, you know, if someone doesn't know who we are or what I am, who I am or whatever, whatever, you know, be doing, they just answer the call and go, yes, Colin, yes. Oh, Sean, I'm ringing you about X, Y, Z. Yes, sir, yes, you know, no problems at all. Look, you know, where are you about you based? Oh, Colin, I've got a shed in Keysborough. And straight away you're like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, look, you know, what else have you got? Oh, look, come down. Look, I've got a couple of old Benzes, a couple of old Fords. And then they come up and they're like, what the hell is this place? <laughs> is that a? I've never seen. You know many people? I've never seen an XJ220 in the real life. A lot of people haven't. They nope. just remember enough nope. posters I've seen and so one on. In my life, at the petrol station near where I live. 
Oh, really? I, I actually did a U-turn on the Joe I wouldn't. The, the guy was filling it and went, what was that? <laughs> U-turn, back down, you know, filling up with fuel at the pump next to him, going, that's quite a nice little car you got there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell us I about mean, it. It's just crazy. Other than that one, it's the only one I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. honestly, and that's why, again, just you sit there and you look at it and we were going, you know, we, you know, we really push diversity, you know, and, 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 and we want stuff that everyone can relate to in a sense and, and, and you know, we're, we're blessed that we, we, we continually push that that side of it and, and, and really, you know, I, I keep an eye on my competitors and half the competitors I worked for ran or whatever, so I keep an eye on everything and, yeah, we, we, we're still, the diversity is still our key. Well, you talk about diversity. If you said to me, Colin, you can take the keys to any one of these cars tonight, which yeah. one would I take? I Which one would I take? It would be a difficult choice. I, 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 Over a glass of wine, I might change my mind. Yeah, <laughs> right I was going to say. Which one would I take? I, oh, look, I think you'd probably take... I reckon you'd probably take the XK or the... or the. I reckon the XK or the... I think the Roof. I'm yeah. taking that Land Rover. Oh, I'm taking that gonna, Land Rover. I was going to say that. I am taking that Land it, Rover. It's, when you nah, talk about diversity... you're too much of a sports... I mean, in terms of your classic design, classic oh. styling, <laughs> longevity, your iconic status, Forget that it. matches anything you've got. Yeah, true. It Is does. it a Mark One? A-type or something like that. It's oh just my God. something I, so I would take that every day. And that, that I would definitely drive down Chapel Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd drive back the other way as well. Yeah, I'd drive yeah. down in the Jaguar, <laughs> but I'd drive down and back in the well, Land see, Rover. see, that car there, we sold... We, he's a beautiful client, and because we do storage next door... And when I'm running a bit light on cars, you know, that, that, like the hot rod downstairs, I sold the hot rod months ago. But the guy goes, look, I don't need it for about five months, Ronnie. Can I do a deal with some storage? I go, yeah, but I actually leave it in the showroom because it looks so cool and it's sad to have that parked in there. I've got some beautiful cars in storage and same with the Land Rover. And, 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 he, and he sort of said, look, he, we sold them probably the best suffix A in the world and it was at Goodwood and it had been on, owned by the Heritage oh, Centre and very special car. And he bought it, and we were close to doing a deal with going to the UK, but he bought it in local gentleman in Turak. Well, not local, but Turak anyways. And he goes, look, I've got no room now. I need to store my Series 1. That and his wife went, doesn't know about it. <laughs> how well is that? How true of that story? God, this showroom's full of that. <laughs> and anyways, he goes, look, do you mind? And we went... Yeah, sweet. I go, what, you know, is it a good condition? He goes, look, it was restored a long time ago, but, you know, it's pretty cool, you know? And I went, yeah, so we, we got a truck, picked it up. I saw it, I went, no, nah, we're putting that in the showroom. Yeah. And, and, and you know how many people said, is it for sale? I said, no, nah, it's not for sale. It's actually a storage car, but it's just cool. Yeah. And it's got a V yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. There's nothing different to that Ferrari. That yeah. black Ferrari, the 456, that was owned by Felipe Massa. Is that right? Yeah, wow. and Massimo Massa, who's a friend and client of ours, yeah. that was he, he bought it off him and he brought the car out to Australia wow. when he migrated. But again, it's in storage and, no, nah, put it up there. Because, yeah. one, it's got a grouse story to it. And, two, you know, we don't see many triple black 456 yeah. manuals and a great pedigree with it, too. Can I say something else? Yeah. I've never heard the word grouse used the way you're using it. <laughs> grouse, I, I, I'm from Scotland, right? Grouse, grouse are two things. You shoot grouse, drink. you drink it. Yeah. You drink it, you shoot it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it sounds, sounds to me like grouse is a bit like sick. No, a bit like, well, you know. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> I... Is that, yeah, look, is that if, a Shawneeism or is that, no, is that no, actually... I wish it was. It's, it's very Aussie. But no matter where I've travelled, and because I'm so fucking ocker, I can't help it. So when I'm talking, like I was in the, you know, I used to go to LA every year because yeah. my cousin lived in Malibu and that. So we used to go there, grouse car scene, 
But, you know, you go there and, and I remember walk up to the bar, I go to the bird, I go on, darling, where's a dunny? Yeah, and she yeah, goes, some great Aussie ones. Yeah. Sorry? She goes, <laughs> what did you say? And I'm going, the dunny. And she's like, the dunny? Oh, you're from Australia. I went, oh, fuck, bathroom. And they're like, yeah, yeah the dunny. Hey, this guy. And then, oh, fuck. <laughs> and yeah, that was just so funny. It was just, but yeah, grouse is, when I went to Sydney, they don't say grouse in Sydney. It's a Melbourne thing. Is that right? I didn't know that. And right. I'm like, you know, fuck me. I'm just grouse, you know, just grouse, grouse. And they're like, you're from Melbourne, aren't you? I went, hey. And they go, that's a, that's a Melbourne thing. But, yeah, just, I don't know. Grouse yeah, wow. is grouse I've, I've just never heard just it before. Awesome. Never heard like, it used just, that way before. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to add it to my vocabulary. For yeah, Melbourne. grouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's three now. You drink it, you say it, or yeah, you yeah, shoot yeah, it. Yeah, you shoot it. <laughs> yeah, and if you want so, to. So, yeah, no, it is. We're yeah. blessed. Actually. It's a good selection, and like I said, it's a bit of everything. As I've always said, you know, if we get two or three people at the one time, I'd like to think that I could cater for each one. Yeah. And yeah. someone has some. And because everything here, there's so many th- Show beautiful stories like that. Where's that 356? The beautiful oh, 356. Yeah. That was the 1962 International Motor Show car brought out by Norman Hamilton, who was Hamilton's of the day, and then yeah. Alan Hamilton's son, brought that car out as the first 356 twin grill brought to Australia. Wow. How special. And yeah. then parked next to it is that beautiful 230SL Pagoda yeah. that was sold, bought new, by the ex prime minister, ex premier of WA, Brian Burke. Right. How beautiful pedigree! It's, it, it's lovely when cars, you know, when old cars have got a history that you can, your story you can tell. Yeah. yeah. History is documented. It's special. It's all documented. You got yeah. letters. Yeah. You got certificates from. Yeah. I was reading it to a client today. I can't even pronounce it in German. I don't know certificate, dish or whatever the fuck it was, but certificate from Mercedes Benz to his honour. Brian Burke, you know, yeah. certifying that the cars, you know, all rigid and all that sort of stuff. And you, you've got all that documentation. You've got newspaper articles of that 356. Then it was the actual car that was in the paper showing that's this is the really hero cool. car coming yeah. to Australia. Like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Really that's cool. yeah. It's grouse. Really grouse. It's grouse. It is. <laughs> <Really gross. laughs> it is grouse. Are you going to Sandown this weekend? Uh, no. Oh, really? No, no. I haven't got any plans for the weekend yet. But what's happening at Sandown? Is that oh, we've got the racing? big... We've no, got the, no he's, the V8 supercars. Of all oh, the bloody V8 weekends, supercars. yeah. So it's a, so we've got now the V8s, obviously, our most highest form of motorsport and, and in Australia. And, and now the season is the, the enduro races. Right. So it's the Sandown 500, which is a grouse... Right. It's a really, <laughs> it's a really good right. event. And it's two days. So it's a 250-lap race... Wow. Two fifty kilometer race on the Saturday and then two fifty on the Sunday. Yeah, and no, that's something that would it's interest really me. Good. But I'm going to I'm going down to New Zealand next week for the daybreaker and Van Gisbergen's there. Yeah, so yeah. really looking forward to seeing That'd him because he, he's a talented lad. Yeah, he's he just is. A, yeah. Like what you were saying he's last episode about that young rally driver who can get in anything, anything. and be fast. That's Van SVG is the same. I, I think so. And, and has he done rallying much? He he's done, done a yeah, he's done Australian rally He did do, did yeah. yeah. So he's doing the yeah, he's doing the Australian championship. Yeah. he's done a few rounds in New Zealand, and he's he's one. We were talking about this on the last episode. You know, the, the problem with single seater racers coming into rallying, and the reason that Formula One drivers in general haven't succeeded is because they've found it so difficult to trust pace notes, to work with pace notes and trust That's right. Actually, I'm glad you brought that. I wanted to ask that. When Raikkonen came along, and we talked about this in the last one, you know, Raikkonen firmly believed he could go as fast as anyone on what he could see, what he could remember, and what he could take in from the odd little pace note. He didn't work that hard on his pace notes. 
and he crashed a lot and he was slow. Yeah. But Van Gisbergen, on only his second rally, he, he was quickest on the power stage somewhere, on the final stage of the rally. Wow. Mm -hmm. On his second rally. And I watched it and I thought, that is a man who is completely committing to the notes he's hearing. Yeah. yeah. And that is unusual. That is an unusual skill and talent. To change his so, mindset. You know, have got as much talent as any other motorsport exponent in the world, your single-seaters rally drivers. But it's that ability to trust the guy next to you, A, to make the right notes, and B, to trust them, and to trust that the guy's going to read them out. And Van Gisbergen's got that. And he, he, he's, he's a talent, a special yeah. talent. And, yeah. you know, we know he's off the States, isn't he, to do yeah. yeah, IndyCar yeah. or something in the uh, States? NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR. NASCAR, yeah. But I'd like to see him doing a lot more rallying because I think he could make a real, real go of it. But he can come back to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, he is, isn't he? He's, he's one of that just, he's just so yeah. gifted that doesn't yeah. matter what form of motorsport, he just seems to be at the yeah. front. He'll win. He'll yeah. win. It'll be interesting, like they say, it'll be interesting how he'll be turning left all the time on the oval tracks. Yeah. Because obviously those guys are just so used to turning left. It's a different discipline. But again, when they do the road, seems to be able to do But that. when they do the road courses... He's on even Ambrose used to yeah. kick ass even they did the road courses yeah. because we just are drivers yeah. set up and there's their minds. So he won the first one that was a, a street circuit, wasn't it? Didn't he when he, when he went mate, across recently? Fucking he, mate, straight he won. Off the, yeah. mate, that was a street yeah. circuit. So, street so, circuit and just <laughs> nailed it. That was an interesting scenario because it was set up for him to win oh. because he's come into not quite like a Red Bull, but he's come into a like a fast team. Fast right. team. It is the first NASCAR street race ever. Right. So every other driver on the grid has All never blank, driven yeah. level playing with field. wheel with, yeah. against walls. Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes in, yeah. having raced on street circuits like this his entire career. Yeah. So it was just set up for him yeah. to win. And even he, he said in the interview that in the the Friday practice and the Saturday morning. He could see all the other drivers yeah. inching closer towards the wall each session. Yeah. As they got more and more yeah. confident. Yeah. But lap one, session one, he was, he was on it. thought because yeah. it's just what he does. does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so that race was set for him to win. Right. So the oval racing is a different challenge and what he's it'll so be he, he went that. back and yeah. did it. And oval a lot of the race. lot of the NASCAR boys were saying, We'll see how he goes in oval racing. Yeah. And yeah. which is true. It's a whole different setup yeah. and what they're yeah. used to. But I just think he's just so gifted. I just think he'll just he'll probably get a couple of races. Races or a couple of overlaps because they're all so different. Mm. Get used to the way the setup is because of that staggered bloody tyres and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. He'll have the right team around him because they can see the talent in him yeah. and he'll be a massive bright bacon. Light. I've, I've, yeah. I've, only, I've spoken to him a couple of times <laughs> and what strikes me is just how detailed he is, how analytical he is, yeah. how intelligent he is. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're going to switch disciplines in motorsport, you have to have a degree of intelligence to take, to know what elements you're going to take from rallying into yes. circuit and just what a street circuit or oval. And yeah, he's got something about him that says, yeah, you know, I can deal with all this. But it's so, isn't it amazing. I mean, like I've never really seen anyone from rallying come to Formula One, but you've had a few boys have tried to go there and yeah. they all sadly yeah. put it well, into the wall. Well, here's the thing. Kibitza, yeah. Kibitza was a, that's. No, Kibitza was great. We talked he, about something that you missed the last episode. <laughs> I mean, Kibitza <laughs> was Kibitza, good, but yeah. that was a bad situation that Kibitza accident. Kibitza is as close to a, a hero as I've got in motorsport. Yes. And he, he, he is a disabled driver, no question about it. And but he is also the most intelligent driver yeah. I have ever met in my life yep. and the most determined. I remember the first, first I, I've had dinner with Robert a couple of times. The first dinner I had with him, I came away thinking, you're delusional because he was talking about getting back into Formula One. The guy could, he, there was nothing. There was, there was half an arm there. Yeah. 
and he was talking, he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do rallying because I, I love rallying, I can still do it, there's an opportunity here, I've been offered DTM, but, but that's a step down from, you know, if I go back to circuit racing, he was offered lots of money to do DTM. I said, but I'm, I'm still determined to get back into Formula 1. I thought, you're delusional. You're completely delusional because you're, you're disabled. Not that you lack talent, but you're no, disabled. No, yeah. And Formula 1 is the pinnacle. Mm. What happened four or five years later? Yeah. I cried. Yeah. I genuinely, when he, when, he, <laughs> when he was back in that race, I thought, yeah. that is just Pure the most inspirational story. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and, he, and, he, and, and at that point, he thought, yeah, I've done it. You know, I've done it. That's fine. I don't have to prove anything, you know, anything more now. I've done it. I got back. And he'll do whatever he wants to do now. I think he's yeah. doing DTM now and various yep. things. But Kubica, had he had a factory drive, would have won rallies, even wow. with his disability. Wow. But others, we've had, we've had likes of Raikkonen and various others from Formula One, and it is quite entertaining watching them. They just can't get their mind around no, it. No, no. But you're right. We haven't, <laughs> seen, we haven't seen rally drivers going the other way, but, you know, but rally drivers are a particular breed. And that, as they are, aren't It'll they? happen really? with, with, with Robin Perra. Robin Perra will do, will do, I'm pretty certain. Really? He'll do plenty of single-seaters. And whether that's NASCAR sure. DTM or Formula One, maybe, he'll be young enough when he leaves rallying. Yeah. It would be good but, to see. It would, it, would, it would clear a lot of Has there been anyone that's <laughs> gone across from rallying to Formula well, One? Well, he would be the first, not, right? Not, uh, not successfully. You know, there are plenty of rally drivers that have driven Formula One. Cars. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in, when, when you have brands that are sponsoring Formula One rally and you have the cross, and, and, and they equip themselves well. Sebastian Loeb, yeah. the, Sebastian Loeb, nine times world rally champion, yeah. was refused, a, he, he was offered a seat by Red Bull in Formula One, was refused a super license to drive That's in Formula thing, One. Isn't he it? tested, he tested, and then, so he did one of these. You know, Jerez tests or yeah. Barcelona, whatever, you know, they have where everyone tests on the same circuit. Something like 11th quickest out of 20 cars. Okay. Yeah. They refused him a super license. So that was his one opportunity. He had one opportunity to do a Formula really? One race, and the, the, the FI wouldn't give him a super license. Wow. So he, he again, he, he could have done it. But then you, you, look at, you look at Sebastian Ogier. Yeah. Eight times world champion. Yeah. He went to do world sports cars, was it? WEC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just, just couldn't get to grips get... with it. Couldn't get to grips with it. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting, but different, I think different, different drivers. Yeah, definitely yeah. different. We we saw that with the um, with the hyper races because we had Cam Cameron Waters from V8 Supercars yeah. come in yeah. and set the fastest lap time anyone has ever done in a hyper racer. Yeah. Um, and then we had Zach Best, who was a Super Two up and comer, who's yeah. driving with James Corden yeah, at Sandown this weekend, the, yeah. and he just could not adapt to the car. Complete yeah. opposite. I beat him. He just he just couldn't. Adapt. But it's it a was really of things, interesting, isn't it? You know, I, I, I talked to a young lad who was came from karting into rallying, and top level karting. And top level karting is almost more expensive yeah. than rallying. I was yeah. astonished. I can't believe the I was astonished at the amount of money he was spending. But his dad said his dad said it was just utterly frustrating. He was the quickest single lap, the quickest driver out there. Put him in amongst traffic. He had no idea how to race. Yeah, really? no idea how to race amongst traffic, and that's the thing, isn't it? You know, rally drivers don't race. No, rally drivers don't. They go fast. They're disciplined. <coughs> they're time trials. They're single, yeah. Yeah. single car time trials. Yeah. So to find a rally driver with the ability to do what they do on stages, which is phenomenal, and to race at yeah. the highest level, yeah, that would be rare. I think Robin Perra could be the man. That actually, I hope once, get once he gets into single seaters, once he gets into circuit racing, we will see something very special. Very, I hope we get very, to see very, it. very special. Do you think that they've bought that new, you know, that um, that sort of closed circuit rally, rally cross, rally cross? Is that to try to 
open up the market more or is that just another form of trying to entertain with rallying to yeah, make it yeah, more closed yeah. with a bunch of cars on the circuit which is not normally the normal yeah yeah, yeah. rally crosses for, for me it's just the only thing that <coughs> in common we're rallying is the word rally that's yeah. you know, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just it's, like rally racing just in a racing, circuit yeah. in a sense on yeah. dirt yeah. Isn't it? it's moderately entertaining certainly you know? yeah I, and that's I, what i thought wonder why they did it entertaining maybe. but yeah, it, it, it's. It, I think it was a commercial opportunity more than anything. Hundred yeah. percent. Someone, someone saw an opportunity to do something a bit different, and yeah, yeah let's give this a go. I missed. Uh, like I was watching some of the old rally clips where you know Michelle were uh, just jumping over this, and everyone's two seconds getting out of the way, not even yeah. just like just parting the seas. They're coming down. You're going. How many people didn't they show on camera got knocked out the fucking with these cars? Like they just unbelievable. What, what's astonishing is you know, you look back. At those images, and you look back at those videos, and you think hundreds of people must have died. Yeah, there's no because way. You, you, you put you put the back end out. You get a little bit of oversteer. Yeah, and you're swiping 10, 15 people. There there's... were two or three horrific accidents. Yeah, but that was it. But again, we talked about it in the last episode. What did happen regularly is the cars would come back into service with fingers in the grills. People that lost their fingers trying to touch, touch the, the cars. cars. Yeah, isn't that yeah, amazing? That, that happened regularly. regularly. I heard that. I heard you know. that. Burgess was telling me that. He was going, oh, mate, surely. Wow. Fucking loonies. Uh, loonies. Absolute loonies. I just want to touch it, mate. It was like, yeah. God. These, yeah. Like, you see the pure passion and dedication. Oh. These guys are like, yeah, getting mouths full of dust and rocks as the thing's flying past them at a million it's miles like, now. They're like, yeah. Just touching, it was like... A religious experience, guys. almost like a religious experience. That's what them. I mean, it was like, you you know? look at these guys yeah. and you're like, yeah. look at the intensity and yeah. passion and love as these things flying past them that will just rip off their arm and they just... Yeah, yeah, and you go, yeah. And you go, go, yeah thank fingers. God you took my arm. That <laughs> car took my arm, you know. <laughs> I gave it up for Michelle Mouton. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Those were, those were the, the... Very special, you could, eh? you could say the good old days. You might call them the bad old days. There was a lot, a lot in rallying in the 80s and the 90s, which was just untouchable. But there was a lot that was just bonkers as well. Yeah. yeah. An awful <laughs> lot that was bonkers. Yeah, you know? it was crazy. Um, and thank goodness. Michelle's very, very heavily involved still. Really? With rally or just in rally in general? still involved in rallying. She's the... Wow. FI safety delegate, whatever oh, you call wow, okay. it. So she goes around every stage. So you'd see her with, when every, you go, every, yeah. Yeah, she's there. Wow. She drives every stage. She she takes her job unbelievably seriously. Ah, Rallying, I would put a fair bit of it down to her, is now safer than it's ever been. Really? For spectators. Wow. For spectators. Yeah. And that's her job, her responsibility. And she <laughs> she's probably thinking, how many people did I take fingers? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to change this. Uh, no, she, she, she's a heck of a lady still. A heck wow. of a driven and determined yeah, lady. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, I love her. What do you think? She's the only only woman that's ever succeeded at the very highest at level of motorsport. Yeah. Still, we're talking, you know, 40 years ago. Wow. 30, 40 years ago. And you just you wonder why it never kicked off. Yeah. You've got a role. And it wasn't just Michelle. It was Fabrizio Pons. Her co-driver, it was the two of them. Yes, it was, you yeah. Know, they won was it five rounds of the World Rally Championship, came that close to winning the title. Oh, wow. And you think, if that's not the kind of role model, the kind of impetus yeah. you need to see more women coming into yeah. the sport. But, Is that just maybe know, not encouraged from the sport itself or just whatever? Just, just, just society. Sadly. Yeah. More, you know what it's like, you've been around motorsport for long enough. Things are, thank goodness, changing now. Yeah. But it's, it has been, you know, traditionally a very male-dominated male environment. Um, and, you know, and women at times felt excluded from it yeah not not michelle thank goodness no oh mate oh, legend she was a bit just, special 
Yeah, I mean, of all the people I'm thinking of, I thought of her straight away because yeah. he's just, you know, this bloody, bloody Audi just. You're thinking of that jumper faff just, as well in Portugal. I just, it's just things like, like it and, yeah. I just think of those things and I just think of like, mate, the airborne. And you think yeah. of the cars compared to the cars now and the cars back then. And, and like you look at some of these new WRC cars and they look like spaceships with the fins and the, mm. umber, the new Hyundais and the. Just, and you're sitting there going, fuck, these things are animals but then you look at what these even the lanchias and oh my god like the, the cars and the yeah. airs and they, yeah, just yeah. the suspension travel like they were just unbelievable but they like, were basic get... cars in those days they were basic yeah. cars they were you know, we, we talk about formula one henry toivonen was a prodigious talent yeah an unbelievable talent sadly was killed in a crash in corsica 86 or 7 i think it was but that year he tested the I think it was the S4 at Estoril on a tyre test oh, really? around the Formula 1 circuit. His fastest time would have put him seventh on the grid for the Formula 1 event that year. Wow. Enormous horsepower. Wow. You know, that car would, would develop, if you turn the boost up, yeah. it wouldn't give you many kilometres. Yeah. If you turn the boost up, 800 horsepower. But, you know, basic suspension, basic brakes. You don't, don't try and stop the car because the brakes were shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, But yeah. my God, it was a rocket and it stuck to the road. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they've come a long way rally cars since then. Thank oh, goodness. it's unbelievable! Thank it's goodness. just amazing. I mean, you just look at it. Yeah, it's just compared to what they were then to what they are now, and 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 they really are. They're but, like spaceships. But what they were then is they were a proving ground for what yeah. the manufacturers could do. Yeah, you know, four wheel drive, yeah. flappy paddles, yeah. all that stuff. You know, yeah, and, you know these incredible suspension and braking systems. A lot of that was proven in rallying. And it's it's kind of hopefully where things will go in the future because that's that's what you need for motorsport to be successful. They're never the going to get Marketing, it's all well and good saying your motorsport is about marketing. Well, it's got to be a bit more than that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's got to be, you know, it's actually got to have a relevance. It's got to be about, you know, you're proving there has to be some link to what goes on in, in the showrooms, what goes on 100%. in the street. 100%. And I, I think, think rallying think is probably rally. more so than Formula One. That's really. what we were talking about so. last episode. Yeah, yes, we talked about much more so. <clears throat> totally. And going forward, we talked an awful lot in the last episode about one of your pet subjects, about, well, you know, about sustainable fuels or electric or well, hydrogen. Rally's not going to go that way, are they? It's not. It's not, thank goodness. It's going to go, uh, well, sustainable fuel. Okay, yes, yeah, so works. hydrogen or whatever, yeah. who knows. What, and, well, hydrogen, maybe. Uh, but they're not electric. They're not talking about electric, are they? Electric is now... By the looks of things, is is off the cards. Good, which is great. Yeah, which is great. Shit, you know, which means you imagine they, that means they have to yeah. innovate. They have to innovate. Nah. Oh, it's all use the dirt noise. Just <coughs> yeah, nah. we, like, we've had a few. On. We've had a few. Hayden Patton in New Zealand. He, he's worked wonders developing an electric Kona, but the sound. Oh my goodness me! I mean, like yeah, it's, it's all part of the sound. Is twenty five percent of the, the kind of especially yeah. when they're on the experience. Full noise when they're in the air. Wow. Bang, oh my god, come on, yeah. it's just <laughs> great, honestly. I just, yeah, well, a man it. that agrees with you entirely is Akio Toyoda from Toyota. The boss, 100%. Of Toyota. Well, they're he doing said, he said it's all about the combustion engine, 100%. Oh, motorsport doesn't exist without the combustion engine. Seriously, there's that they best clip is the you know, and I don't know how many times I've posted with the laughing emojis that take up the whole line, and you see the, the Formula E going around Monaco, yeah. Yeah. You're laughing, and then you see the form, and then when they do the other one where they they're trying to do a donut in the Formula E, and it's like nothing. It's just 
Yeah, nothing. It's just smoke. And you see everyone just start like they clip to this Goodfellas where they're all laughing and carrying yeah. on, and then you see the Formula One car just light it up, and you're like, you can't even compare. And then they're going, they're building all this stuff, they're going under the ground and all this shit for the thing. Yeah, because otherwise it's boring as shit. You have to go loops and loops and play like a hot wheel. It's, it's not just boring. You know, you buy one of your cars because you're emotionally attached oh. to it. Whatever it is, whether yeah. it's that wonderful Land Rover or that really expensive, it's analog, it's, it's, real. it's about an emotional attachment. Yeah, you know, motorsport gets you emotionally because of what the guys are doing, because of the risk, because of the danger, because yeah. of the speeds, but because of the smells, because yeah. of the, the throbbing air, oh. because of the sound. All of those things get you emotionally. Yeah. Electric just it has just completely doesn't. the opposite effect. Yeah, it makes you go. Yuck, Yuck, I hate this. It's nah, awful. No, nah, it's just, well, no, anyway, it's, it's... I know that's been a common point of debate for you, but it's, look, it has <laughs> been it, down that road. It'll never change. I'm so, never going to change. I am a dinosaur, as they all call me. Couldn't give a shit. I've never had that, never have an electric car here. Not interested. There's nothing, you know, there's everything here. You start up, if it starts, if the battery's not flat. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's just the smell and the fumes and it's... It's just so real, you know. Oh, that crunch here because I didn't put the clutch in properly. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's just little yeah. things. Like, like I had a young guy come, made an inquiry, right? And he came over and 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 he went, went, you know, he was blown away by the joint. And then he he came to look at a little Honda. Oh, I've seen it. We yellow thing downstairs. What a cracking wee beast that is. What a grouse little thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that yeah. is a Honda S660. It's on yeah, our website. It's called the K car, which I had no idea what that was about, but basically due to all the restrictions of Japan and pollution and smog and all the usual stuff and save the trees and all that crap, they make <laughs> they can't they build a car that's no more than six hundred and sixty cc's. And out of all of them, the Honda is deemed to be probably the most funnest or the best one to drive. It's like a mini NSX, it's mid-engine, it revs, it's a little six-speed short shift. On, on paper, roof. it's an Alpine A110 or Basically, a Lotus Elise. Yeah. It's mid-engined, rear-wheel drive, manual gearbox, and it is good. the size of a Lotus. It's and tiny. It's good, fun, fun. drive. Yeah. 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 And this young guy goes, look, you know, I, I don't know what he rocked up in, and obviously it must have been an auto because when he came in and he was like, having a look at everything, and he's like, oh, you know, wow, wow. And I showed him the S2, S60, S660, and he's like, you know, I can't drive manual. And I went, oh. I went, sorry? He goes, <laughs> I can't drive manual. I go, well, fuck me, mate. You're not fucking learning in my car. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, I really want one, but I can't drive manual. I go, yeah, you've told me that, brother. So we've got a massive issue here, mate. Because the car's manual and you're going to cost too much to turn it into an auto. <laughs> he's like, well... And I said, That's look, a generation. A generation are going to grow up just driving yeah. automatic. They say the best alarm, best anti-theft is buy a manual. Yeah. Half the bricks can't drive it. I, I, you've got some fantastic <coughs> motorsport photographers in Australia. Yeah. And there's a guy, I won't, won't name him completely, his name's Matt from Western Australia. And he came out to a round of the World Rally Championship last year. Crumbs, yeah. I've known Matt, he's been around for 15 years. He must be in his mid-30s, really top-level photographer. And the two guys he's with look ashen. They look completely ashen. And Matt's behind the wheel looking a bit determined. And they pulled up. Hey, what's going on, boys? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Matt's hired the car. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never driven a manual. <laughs> and he's been driving around this rally in this manual hire car. And I, how is he doing it? They went, 
Yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it. But he's gone across. He's gone across. And fair play to him. He's got all we've got is a manual. Yeah. Well, I either take it or I miss the rally. I'll take I'll it. I take it. Right. Yeah. How do I do this? Yeah. I couldn't. You know, the guy credit credit to him. Fair actually. Play. Yeah, hundred percent. Fair play. He didn't crash it. It went back in one piece, as far as I understand. Yeah. But yeah, kids these days, they're, they're they all learning in these. And you could see him just looking at it, going. And I went, uh, look, I was in between clients. I mean, he he was coming in, um, you know, and I said, look. Do you want me to take you for a little squirt? And he's like, would you? And I go, you're not driving, but I'll take you for a little okay. drive. And he's like, oh, you're aggressive. You know, on a weekend, there's no one here. It's nice yeah. open roads and just nice and windy and just gave it a little bit, driving it out. And he's like, wow. And you just you could see him just watching me. And I'm like, I go, mate, do you really think you can deal with this? And he's like, yeah, I think I could. And I'm like, okay, well, go and get some lessons and come back and see me, mate. <laughs> what yeah, else do I say? Simple as that. I didn't Simple know what else that. to say because yeah. I said, mate, you're not driving it. And I just gave him an experience and he's like, yeah, okay, cool. And I rang him up a week later. I go, mate, so how are we going? And he goes, yeah, no, I, I just can't do it. I went, <laughs> all right, mate. Just, yeah. what do you say? And yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, okay, cool. And, like, when we were, we were running an ad, we were looking for some people just to do a bit of, you know, casual sort of thing Sunday and that. Young guys, I can't drive manual. Well, you're going to have a fucking big problem here, mate. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 80% of the cars are yeah, manual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Particularly yeah. trying to get them parked in here. <laughs> clutch control. Yeah. Oh, you know, you yeah. don't want to allow clutch uh, control down honestly, there. Honestly, we you don't are. want to allow clutch people control. People sit there, like, sometimes we're moving a car around or whatever, and they're just like, what? And, you know, we've just been doing it. So, like, we just know, like, especially like my brother and that who knew the industry, and, uh, and we're going, you just watch us. And they can't help it. Human nature, like, no, no, watch me. If you yeah, smash yeah. the car, don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Just watch me. And yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. what? And you get to a point where me and him, mate, we'll be doing 360s and yeah, we won't yeah, touch yeah. anything. We're merely in this. Because you're so used to it. Yeah. But it's amazing yeah. when you get them out trust. there like. Complete trust. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's yeah. only now, like my brother Stevie and, and, and Funny and a couple of like, they're like, and I, I get angry. I go, just, I don't care. You're not going to hit a car. And if you do, you're not paying for it. Just. Watch me. Do not take my eyes off. And they're like, yep. And they get this, yep, yep, bump, bang, yeah. dead straight. Now it's funny. But when you see it, like. It's an art form. Honestly, Mo it moving is. Moving a car as a pair Especially in is these, an art form. Yeah, it is. Yep. Especially in these tight things. Yeah, yeah it is. It really yeah. is. I, I, I picked up that skill at Lawbeck. Because we did <laughs> yeah. a lot at Lawbeck. Yeah, Law we did it, yeah. yeah. And there, there's hand signals and you learn the hand signals and. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. You get to know it. Yeah. Same, yeah. same, same yeah. when we were at um, Dutton's because you know, it's such a long showroom. And again, we don't do test drives, very minimal. But when you had to, it was a bit of a theatre production. Yeah. And especially we got yeah. people sitting in the restaurant and you know, you're <laughs> driving past and yeah. a bit of theatre. And you know, Manny was the best. It was Manny and me. Manny and me. Manny was my yardie. And, mate, no one could get out of that showroom quicker than me and Manny and yeah. just be in and out. Just like you and I, bang, in yeah. and out, done. Again, it's pure trust. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking yeah. two, three million dollar cars, you're driving next to two, yeah. three million dollar cars and you're just, mate, no, never once. Touch wood, never once. Wow. Yeah. Never once. Not once. Yeah. I remember once at Shrek goes, oh, one of the cleaners, this is the old joint. I was sitting there, we heard this Bang! Oh no! Start of the car in gear, in reverse, Ooh, and it jump back, back, and big, and it, they're like explode. They explode when they go off. It's like tempered glass. It just bang! It sounds like a bomb going off. Then we have to deal with fucking Shrek. Eh? Oh, <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, that's the thing. It's you don't know, and you panic with new guys and that sort of stuff. And <laughs> you do because they don't know. They think they do, but they don't. Yeah. And they you're going this, and they're turning the opposite way. And you're like, oh god. Yeah. 
Especially in this confined environment, it is. It's hard. I tell you what, the other skill I picked up is telling how, like, where the fenders are on yeah. the car, the bodywork. Yeah. Especially because a lot of these things, you sit in them and you can't sit. You sit so low in them because yeah. guys, you can't see the bonnets or anything. Yeah. The ability to walk around a car and go, that's how big it is. Get in it. And then understand, like, yeah, the dimensions two inches of it. away from another car or something. Yeah. It's it's great. Whenever we have to pull the other side of the showroom out for photos, we, yeah. we line them up against the mural wall outside. Yeah. And I can park a Lamborghini, a Bentley, a Porsche, whatever it is. I've never spent time with any of these cars yeah. properly. I've just no. gotten in them to move them. Yeah. And yeah. you can go and stand at the wall and they will all, all be lined. two inches off the wall. Yeah. You've got an empty car park out there this evening. Yeah. I went into a parking space and then I drove us back. So don't ask me if you were in an empty car park. In an empty car park, I had two goals at getting my car straight between the lines in an empty car park. Well, that's why at least you park straight. Some people just park and get out. Yeah. No, no, I couldn't do that. I'd have it straight, but it was literally... No, I better reverse this back. Yeah. <laughs> not good. No, I'm not going to claim to be anything more than just, just moderately proficient. Not yeah. like you, boys. I can enjoy watching you doing those things and appreciate the skill and the talent. Yeah. Well, some people do. They just watch and they go, it's like a bit of poetry. It's like a, a bit of ballet. It's almost like a bit of, you know, high-priced vehicle ballet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all you yeah. just see is hand signals and you just in and out. And it's just, it mm. is. You forget, you take it for granted, but, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, they're like... Oh, well, listen again. Yeah, it's all good, no stress. <laughs> in and out. Yeah. Do you think they're going to get rally big back in Australia again? No, again, it's something we discussed a little bit in the last one. Not until there is a will at the very highest level. And I don't see any of that no, right now. No. I don't see any of it. I don't see anything. Did you think the Australian thing. rally was good? Australian rally was the best. One of the really? very, very best in the world. And really? Coffs Harbour, you know, for some reason... There were one or two people very high up in rallying who had something against Coffs Harbour, but it was the perfect rally venue for me. Wow. You had an, not That's an big to say airport, from you. You fact. had an airport two or three k's from the service park. You had a community that were welcoming. You yeah. had roads that were different, that looked great. Okay, maybe they weren't typical Western Australian outback roads or, you know, the outback roads that you get here, but they were, they were shy roads, they were entertaining roads, they were challenging roads. Yep. And you had an organising team that was absolutely five-star. You know, yeah. they were they were the gold standard, the organisers wow. in Australia. Michael Massey was involved, you know, in Rally Australia for a number of years before he went to Formula One. I mean, that's the quality. Guys like Ben Rainsford and others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are a McLaren fan. You are a McLaren fan. So Mercedes. You can't, you, well, yeah, whatever Mercedes. Well, McLaren's Mercedes you, you, you and Mercedes. Can't, I can't. I haven't built the bridge over Abu Dhabi. Um, I haven't. But, but, I haven't. You know, but, I've even been told because now he's with V8. So, and I'm very blessed to very close with the brass at V8. He's so a quality like, operator. No, he is. He right? is. You, he is. And, and you'll debate that incident. No, 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 I will uh, always. Never be an but I'm a diehard. But that's the passion about it. But you know, I see Michael here going, no stress, all good. I haven't built the bridge over it, but professionally yeah. courteous yeah. in respect. Yeah. And, mate, I'm no one. He's someone fucking serious, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I've got to respect the yeah. man. And he, and he does a great job. He did a great job in rallying. And you have an enormously capable Pretty rallying cool. community here. But there is, there is a lack of will. By the looks of things, I might be wrong, and I'm quite happy to debate this with, with anyone from Motorsport Australia. There seems to be a lack of will to put something together that's that's coherent, that's well thought through, that's well supported, that's harmonious amongst the various different rallying communities. Rallying is too small a sport to have enormous factions, and you have factions within Australia <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that you know yeah. that, that, that yeah. is 
utterly, Bullshit. utterly corrosive and divisive yep. until yeah. everyone pulls together. Yeah, very And when true. everyone pulls together, you have the best rally community in the world. When you are led by people at the top who know where they're going, who are telling you an honest story where there's no bullshit, there's no yeah. agenda, yeah. you have a community who can make things happen. Yeah. And, and you have some of the best drivers, everything. But right now, I, I just cannot see it see happening in the, the certainly not the short term, the medium term even looks a bit dodgy for really? me. But, but there is, there's always hope because yeah. you do have some very talented, some very special people who are enormous rally fans. You know, there, there are some people out there who will put their own money into bringing Rally Australia back to these mm. shores. Mm. And, and that's, that's, you know, that's, that's sad because it should be Motorsport Australia that are doing it. But they get sidetracked. You know, you get a successful is it event. Much, is it, is it, do you think it's maybe they feel that there's not enough support for so many categories so let's just keep them centralised on one or two or three main categories. Do you think that could be the reason? Or? I, I don't know what the reason yeah. is. I don't know. I think, I think oh, you have been enormously You've been doing this so Formula long One so many different and, levels yeah. and so many different countries, yeah. so many different organisations. Yeah. You see all the different factions and all the different things in terms of the way they do. So, like, you are probably one of the best fucking people to say it in terms of, well, I reckon it could be X, Y, Z. I mean, do you find that the rallies... Because, I mean, it's so dedicated and passionately mm. followed in Europe. I mean, like, it's just, is it, is, it the, is it the tarmac rally, is it, or is it the dirt rally? What do you, or is it a combination, do you think? Well, it, or? It's the great thing about rallying, is the variety we've yeah. got, the diversity we've got. You yeah. know, it's tarmac, it's gravel, it's, you know, fast gravel, slow gravel. Yeah. It's, you know, a highway like tarmac of Spain or twisty yeah. tarmac like, I don't know, like... Um, Corsica, yeah. San Remo, those places. There's just so much variety. I don't, I don't think that's the issue. And I don't, you know, I think with anything, it's, it's, it, is, it is really down to one or two characters. You know, if you have someone at the top of the sport uh, who is a rally fan and that can push the rally agenda, the influence. You know, yeah. then, then you, you, will have, uh, you will have at least the impetus there to, to investigate the opportunities and to push forward the possibilities. Right now, I don't see any of that going on. And mm. I, I might be missing something. I might be missing something. Mm. Genuinely, I might be, but I don't think I am. No. And it's not, it's not too complicated. It's not too expensive. Yes, it's, it's rallying at the very highest level now. It's really nowhere near the budgets of Formula One or anything, Nothing like that. But no. you need money. Yeah, you need money to make it happen. You know, there's a fee to the FIA. There's a fee to the promoter. There's a cost of putting on a World Rally Championship event. And we're talking not hundreds of thousands of dollars, we're talking millions yes, you know, per right, round. Yeah. So to find a sponsor that can see the value in that is not easy. Not, mm. Your sponsorship is always a difficult, difficult sell. But where the value comes in rallying and where you find the successful rallies thrive, they thrive on the backing of national and local governments, you know, because they see the value. Yeah. What rallying gives that Formula One doesn't, that MotoGP doesn't, that Supercars doesn't, it gives you a flavour of where you're at. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, when we come to Australia, we're in regional Australia, yeah. we're in Coffs Harbour, we're out in the Shires, we're out yeah. in Bellingen, we're out, you know, you see, and it's just, it's like the Tour de France. Why yes. is the Tour de France so successful? Because each and every town, village, community that the Tour de France passes through pays. They pay to be highlighted, they pay to be showcased. Yeah. People are watching these wonderful heli shots yeah. of this beautiful countryside thinking, I want to be there. Yeah. And it's sellable. And that's the same we're rallying. And you find it, we go to, to Chile in a few weeks' time, and the bio bio region, bio bio, I don't know how you pronounce it, bio bio, <laughs> they're the ones that are backing it, and and they see the value, wow. you know, of bringing a world class event, yeah. world class competition, stunning pictures, so, yeah. stunning video 
they see the value of that being you know distributed around the world. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, in Australia, it does require it does require. Uh, this is the really frustrating thing: is the last time we had a round of, of Rally Australia, I remember sitting in the it was the the annual awards ceremony. Australia was the last round of the season. We were on the harbour in Sydney. It was absolutely yeah. gorgeous. It was a beautiful night, uh, and we had the tourism minister from the New South Wales government saying, you know, as long as we're here in power, this rally will be supported. And that was the last time. <laughs> because some, someone let that drop. You know, someone let that drop. I don't know who. I don't know who. But, you know, you don't often get, or you don't always get that kind of support, that kind of backing. Yeah. But when you do, it, it works, and it works for rallying. So, no, you know, these things can turn around very, very quickly. We didn't go back to Greece. We lost Greece for eight or nine years. You oh, know, really? We're, we're was that now, was it? Yeah, we're now back to Greece. We're loving it. And it's just, just a good event. That was the Acropolis event. rally, wasn't it? Acropolis rally, yeah. one of the mainstays yeah. of the championship, one of the classic yeah. rallies. It was Hardest, that long. Toughest. I didn't know it was out that long. Shit. Yeah, it was out for a long time. Wow. A long, long time. But it's back now, and hopefully it'll be back for, for, for a period of time. But but these things change. Politicians, you know, political parties change. People's, you know, their, their, their influences, their priorities change, and, yeah. and money goes. And when money goes, the rally sadly goes. But... Back to my original point, for any of this to happen, you have to have, you know, a ASN, so the sporting regulators, there has to be a will there. Yeah. And if the will is there, then it'll get momentum. have a likelihood. And yeah. I don't I just don't see it happening. Sad. New Zealand seems to be more rally conscious yeah. than bloody Australia. Got, I mean, Australia's got a good rally community. New Zealand has got an unbelievable, unbelievable. rally community. And unbelievable. Got old cool escorts and stuff oh. like that. Mate, honestly, brother, when you get there, mate, honestly. Oh, if, you want, if you love your escorts, oh. Targo Rally, I was blown away. I went there for the first time four or five years ago, and there had to be 40 Mark II escorts, all beautifully prepared. And then yeah. you've got a mad RX-7. You've got, yeah. you know, you've just got such... It's such a great car culture. Rally. It's yeah, it's rally. awesome. Guys, guys that are allowed the kind of... You know, they're, they're allowed the input into their cars. It's not too heavily regulated. That's so, the so, so difference. You know, these are guys with engineering ability. Yeah. You know, they want to try different things. You know, yeah. You know, it's Von Klinks, the, the driver. He's got this mad RX-7 with, like that Subaru in the corner, a big Subaru World Rally car wing on the back of it. It works. Yeah. How it works, I've got no idea. Yeah. But it's, it's what rallying's about. Rallying is about saying to folk, yeah, you know, you've got a bit of engineering know-how, a, a, a bit of imagination, you know, go and work that car, get it to work. Yeah. And do what you want with it. And they yeah. do that in New Zealand to a degree. Yeah, no, and it's, it really it's works. just brilliant. It's so good over there. Just everything, the rally scene, the racing scene, the accessibility mm. is the big key. Yeah, no, that's true. Accessibility, we're talking about this. I mean, like, really, Winton's the only track that has some form of inaccessibility in a sense you can go there. It's not much real headache, not like anywhere else. Yeah. Everywhere else is just too hard. Maybe if they get called to going again, it will be good, but still. It's picking up. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's sad. That's, that's just, you know, that's the reality of living in Australia, surely. You it know, is. and what, what is great is that, you know, to succeed in Australia in terms of motorsport, you've got to work twice as hard, three yeah. times as hard, four times as hard. Hayden Padden worked harder than any young driver I knew to, to get his <coughs> chance in the World Rally Championship because he comes from New Zealand. The same with, you know, the one or two drivers we've seen, Chris Atkinson from Australia and others. They have to work that much harder in everything you do to do the Australian Rally Championship, to do the, the V8 supercars or yeah. whatever, the sport yeah. championships. You know, it's not as if you just get in your car and drive two or three hours down the road. No, for two no. or three or four days. Yeah. You know, we, we had guys coming to South Australia for this rally that we did, the, the Heartland rally. 
that were leaving on the Sunday night to head back to Perth in the car that they'd driven in the rally. In the car they'd driven in the rally. Driven back. They yeah. were heading back across the Nullarbor, Nullarbor whatever yeah, it is, yeah. all the way back to Perth. And it's like, jeez. Dedicated. That, yeah, yeah, but that's what makes, you know, makes real fanatics. It makes people that are really invested in their sports. Yeah. They've got a passion for their sport. Yeah. So if you've got, if you're putting that much effort and then you're generating that much passion and dedication and your devotion to the sport, then, then how come we're struggling with it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I blame the people at the top. Generally, fish watch from the head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Some yeah. agendas. I mean, we've got so many different racing categories here and we don't really even have the support, really. When you no, think about it. No, there's so many different Honestly, problems. there is. There's so many yeah. different categories. There's so many different entries into sport. And they're all... I mean, we are just talking with the boys next door. Like they've gone... Well, he's not racing at Winton this weekend. He's gone to the Bend. Nice. And Matt's gone to the Bend. So the boys next door at Apex, they're into the Hyundai Racing Series. Yeah. And they've got the Melbourne or the Victorian Championship. They've got the... South Australian Championship, yep. Queensland Championship. So he thought, fuck it, I'll go and crash the South Australian round. Right. So he just went there. He's, what, he's what driven up there. Uh, the Hyundai, Hyundai XLs. 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 Hyundai XLs. So like your Toyota 86s and all oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, real yeah. small little control categories. Yeah, yeah. We used to have Mitsubishi Mirages back in the yeah. day. Um, and then they moved to Hyundai's XLs. But it's, you got, it's like a bit of a smash-up derby in a sense. you got like... 30, 40 blokes, right. mist on, helmet on, yeah. mate, you know, just all bloody banging guards and, and, and like now cars are 35, 40 grand for these fucking Hyundais that were $500 from the shitters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just so expensive now. It's got yeah. even just for that now. And you think about it, there's nothing cheap. There's nothing, nothing cheap, cheap about more, even more cheap motorsport. There's nothing cheap about no. cheap motorsport. But no. again, you, we, we talked about this on the previous <coughs> Sad. episode that you're the... The kids that want to get into motorsport, kids that want to get into rallying, you know, the cheapest way to do it is single venue rallying, you know, in, in, in the little 1,000, 1,500cc cars. But even that now, you know, if they, they have to do these three-day tests and three-day... and yeah. just, The whole thing becomes prohibitively expensive. And if you cut off the lifeblood, which is which is the youth, which is people trying the sport yeah, for the man. first time and coming... Yeah, no one coming through to replace and it's, it's, just, it's we're, we're all getting old, you know, and the whole sport's going to get old. The demographic yes. gets old, yeah. and then it gets replaced with... Remote control car racing or sim racing. I know you're into your sim racing. No, no, but, 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 but it'd be sad if we ended up getting into real sim racing and no more oh. motorsport because that's what it is. I mean, even I'd be feeling sad about that. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's good access for me, but no, man, I mean, it's not. You want that, and that's the thing. I, I think I, I like to think that we've got such a car culture still in Australia. Yeah. I really like to think that, you know, it's going to be a while before... I that don't think it'll ever die. I, th I think you'll always have a car culture, I, 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 and I, I think so. I think we'll always have, we'll always have motorsport, and we'll always have motorsport that that attaches emotionally to people who follow it. I hope so. You know, we will. We absolutely will. And, and the problem for me with things like sim racing and remote control racing is that you know it takes out a whole load of the emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the jeopardy is not there. Because the the individual you know uh, individual jeopardy is not there. Yeah. Which is very it, true. For me, is is the absolute single most important part of motorsport you know it is you know a person in that car doing that yeah he's making that risks, call doing that drive, yeah to someone behind the wheel and that for me is you know and then the rest of it comes from that you know the appreciation yeah. comes from it yeah uh, you know yeah. but yeah no i don't i don't think we'll ever lose it yeah the mindset that's one i mean yeah the 
Yeah, I've been blessed to know a lot of people in motorsport at, at high levels, races and so on, but I've never really known anyone that close in rallying. But there seems to be open wheel at Tintop. It doesn't matter that these rallying bikes, so they're a special breed, mate. Yeah. And you sit there and you do the inside cockpit and the thing's doing 150, 160 k's an hour, jumping past the trees, full locks, sideways. Yeah. Just, he's, he's got five corners already mapped in his head and it just and the guy's just looking down not even looking just reading the notes and he's yeah. going these guys are on 11 tenths just on it yeah. absolutely on it and when they do stack they're just like yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right you're okay yeah you're right and oh she's on the roof oh she'll go again let's go everything's all fucked and they're pulling yeah. up on the stage and missing ribs and you're like yeah, you guys are special, man. Yeah, I must say the the pace notes is something that amazes me. Yeah, I was yeah. having dinner with Brendan Reeves Brendan, at, a, at an Australian Tarmac Rally, lovely and guy. I asked him about it because it's something I've always been very curious yeah. about. And I, I asked him about the pace notes, and he literally said to me, "We could go to a road right now that I have never seen to seen been to in my life, never driven yeah. once ever. If you give me someone with pace notes next to me, I can take that road at ninety five percent." Flat chat, off we go, no worries. And that just blew my mind. It's incredible. It's an incredible discipline to be a co-driver, but for a driver to be able to write the notes, because the driver writes the notes. Yes. The driver, so when they do the wrecking... So when they do... they do Most rallies now are, are limited wrecking, so you get oh, two right. passes on... on so can I stuff. ask that? So, OK, you go to Corsica, right? And yeah. then you've got all the teams, OK? So they do the wrecking... In their rally car? No. no. No, no, they used to. So they used to do, back in the 80s, the Group B era, it was incredible because they would wreck it in not their rally cars, but the same car. Yep. So your Audi Quattro, you had a fleet of Audi Quattro <laughs> that would wreck it. Yeah. Uh, and then the Group A era, it was the same. But no, so the, the, there are rules that govern the type of car you can wreck it in. But they tend to like to be four-wheel drive cars. Yes. Uh, left-hand drive. You know, so the they used to left hand yep. drive. Uh, and a similar sort of height, you know, to the... To, okay. to the to the actual rally car. But yeah, you know, you're, you're driving. The, the biggest problem with the wreck is it's speed limited. So two passes and speed limited. So, you know, you're at a maximum speed of 80 kilometres an hour on the wreck. Which is not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> but that, but, and, and that is on sections of road that have a, a speed limit of 80 kilometres an hour or more. You go okay. through some sections where the, the posted speed limit, 30, 40 kilometres an hour, that's your limit on the recce. Wow, OK. So you're driving these sections in your car and you're making notes for a car that will be, you know, hitting 200 kilometres an hour in seconds and will be breaking to nothing in seconds. And that, that's the art. That's the yeah, art. Yeah, so you're going, knowing, oh, this is yeah. actually three right, yeah. not yeah, two, exactly. whatever. You exactly. Nah, this, we could go this speed X amount. But that's then the relationship between the co-driver yeah. and the navigator. And then it's, it's trusting just, it. It's, yeah. it's trusting you've made the right notes. And yeah. you're coming to a blind crest in sixth gear and everything is screaming at you, you know, slow down, stop. And your co-driver says, flat left. Over a sixth gear flat out and it's over a crest and it's flat left. Yeah. It's like, you've got to trust it. You've got to trust yeah. it. Your foot's saying you're going across the crest. Let's hope we fuck this. <laughs> or just slightly left. Happened at the weekend. It happened with Ogier. And there was, there was a section in Greece where it was exactly like that. It was like a six... It was a sixth gear left. It was a slight left over a crest wow. on, on tarmac. Wow. So the section on tarmac. And it was it was blind. And he wow. said... And I heard him talking to Robin Perra about this in the, the service area. And he said he came up to it. And it was like, is it flat? No, nah, it's not quite flat. And he chickened out, which for Ogier is really, really unusual. Wow. And he, you know, one or two other drivers later on 
tried to take it flat, went into the ditch on the other side, and one of them, local, had a huge crash. Wow. But Ogier managed to just get it slightly sideways, 180 or 360, basically, in a handbrake turn, and then on he went. But, you know, he just doubted. He doubted at the very last second. And the, and the skill of these guys yeah. is the ability split to actually split second, that's not right, spin. Or, you know, there are others that I've seen that have gone straight over edges, deliberately straight over, rather than trying, you know, realising, yeah. no, I'm not going to get around this. Yeah. And if I try to get around that, I'm going to roll down this cliff yeah. or down this hill. It's actually safer for me to go straight over. Wow. I've seen drivers taking those decisions in split seconds. Yeah, Split amazing. seconds. And... and Bang. Yeah, they're, they're a clever bunch, and you know, to trust the notes, to, to make the notes, to trust the notes, to drive to the notes. Yeah. And yeah. to get it right 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time is just quite incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's insane. Yeah, I, the, the thing that I really picked up on, <laughs> I did, I went through a phase where I did a lot of rally sim racing at home. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that stood out to me was any blind corner, any blind corner, you, especially on gravel, you are determining the pitch and the angle as you throw the car in and determining where you're going to end Come up yeah. long before you're ever getting a, over the crest before to see where it's it going, almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know whether it's... If it's a flat six, for example, yeah, yeah, over a crest, yeah. you don't know whether it's a three-degree or a four-degree flat yeah. and how much you tip the car in 200 metres back will determine whether you end up three or four degrees. And then yeah. if you get that degree one wrong, it's the next corner that absolutely exactly. stops you up. It's yeah. the next exactly. corner. So this is why they're, 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 you're calculating two, three corners ahead. It's insane. Yeah. You know, At it, that it is speed, with insane. all that thing happening, with all that noise, that's that's what I did. Yeah. You predetermined those three or four corners and you just... Insane. But listen honestly. back. If you ever get the chance, watch some onboards from... There's a yeah. great onboard of Colin McRae and Nicky Grist when yeah. McRae won the championship. And it's, I think, the final stage, Clarkenog on the Rally GB. And what's astonishing is how little, how few pace notes there are in that. You listen now, and these are cars that are quicker, that are more responsive, more nimble, that are doing things at lightning speed. Yeah. And the amount of information the top drivers put into their notes is quite astonishing. Really? It's quite astonishing, to the point where some of them, on certain rallies, actually have to take some information out because the co-driver can't, can't actually get enough words out per second, you know. Wow. But they, but it all goes in. It's not distracting. It all adds to yeah. what they can do. It goes in. Yeah. They paint this... I've talked to a number of them about it. It's like a, a moving map in their mind. Yeah, yeah. So it's a map that they're actually drawing. It's like the they're driving notes. on it and going... So they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're seeing... And then there are drivers who actually... The pace notes are just an aid, aid memoir because they could tell you. They could... If you sat at the start of the stage and said, right... You read back to me your pace notes. They could do. There are drivers, one or two, would who could it. tell you straight off, top of their heads, twenty kilometers of pace notes. So it's like photographic memory. Photographic memory. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them have that ability. Some of them have that wow. ability. So yeah. No, I mean that's what makes them just that little did, bit did different. They, I think. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are special breed. We love them for it. Oh yeah, oh, mate. Honestly, it is. Yeah. And I think yeah. And, until you see that. In car footage, not just from the outside, they're just the craziest the thing. You see the in car, and it's just all happening so quick, and you're just like, "Yeah, yeah that's special." Well, that you, really you get is. the chance sit in a car with a driver, and oh. then it'll get well, well, so we're getting to. close to the end. So wrap us up with your story oh, of going for a passenger ride in a world rally car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, been, I've been I've been fortunate, and I've been in a few cars. I was in a car with Brandon Reeves when he crashed it. <laughs> right, so and that's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Brendo's had two crashes in his career. 
And you were in the, the one, one, with, one, one with your sister and one with me. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst one was with Hayden Padden. It was Rally New Zealand. Uh, no, sorry, it was Rally Finland. And Rally Finland is just so quick. It's unbelievable. You know, an average speed of 120 kilometres an hour nearly, over 400 kilometres. It's so wow. fast. And it's all these blind crests and jumps yeah. and fast corners. Not only that, you've got ditches and trees. So the jeopardy is yeah. enormous. So we'd, I'd, gone, I'd gone to spectate. It was the Monday after the event. It'd been a great rally. And I'd gone to spectate on a test with Hyundai. And Hayden was driving. And I was out and I was watching these cars. And I'm literally, they're coming over these jumps. I'm, I'm six foot. I'm literally going like that. Wow. I'm looking at these cars flying in the air. Wow. Looking at the underside, at the, wow. you know, the barge boards underneath. And going, wow, this is just, just wow. insane. And I'm walking back through the stage. And there's a massive hole in the in the, the greenery at the side of the stage. And I was with a guy called Christian Solberg, who's a driver. Oh, anyway, yeah. yeah, that's where the Russian, Lukanyuk, he had a, a world rally car for that event, the only event. That's where he put it through there in testing and totally wrote off the car. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, he got over that first jump there. He got slightly wrong over that first jump. The second jump, he was out of control. As it landed, it pinged off into oh, trees. Yeah. Written off, didn't, didn't compete. And I'm going, all right, OK. That's <laughs> quite dangerous, this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So we're then we're spectating, and I'm, I'm, I'm by this point I'm actually I've got a huge lump on my head because I've been hit in the head by a rock. You know, <laughs> we're spectating. Genuinely, genuinely. So we're, we're, Christian Solberg was a world class driver. Yeah. So we're at this point on these jumps. I said, Christian, we're safe here. He goes, Yeah, yeah, we're all right here, Carl. We're, we're quite safe here, and we were safe from cars crashing, but not from rocks. So I kind of see him ducking. He's in front of me. He ducks, and literally, it's like, why is he? <laughs> I've had quite an eventful morning. <laughs> blood streaming down my face. Jesus, I'm slightly, slightly not with it. And then I get this phone call from Hyundai. It's like, Colin, it's um, the, the guy who organised the tests. He goes, can you come back to service here? And I'm thinking, shit, what have I done? I've done something wrong. What have I said? Because normally, what have I said? Have I said something? Have I tweeted something? Who have I upset now? And I'm thinking, oh, shit, shit, shit. When do you want me back? Now. We want you back now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> must, be, must be really bad. Whatever I've said and done, it must be really bad. So we go back to the service area, and the guy's there, I'm going, yeah, yeah, what is it, what is it? He said, that little room there, go and put some overalls on. And I went, what? He said, you're getting in the car on the next run with Aiden. Oh. And I went, nah, nah, I don't think so. And I've got this big lump on my head. I'm not thinking straight, I'm not thinking straight. Yes, I'm going in it. I'll never get the chance again to go in a world rally car in Finland with one of the very best drivers in the world. That's special, yeah. So I get in the car, Aiden said, and we're strapped in. I've got my sandals on, because I didn't have a proper pair of shoes, but I've got everything else perfect. So we get to start, right? And it's probably 200 metres, open fields, to a 90 left. And then you're into the trees, and you're fast right-hander, and then you hit these incredible jumps, and the car's flying fast. So we're off the start, and bang, it's the violence. Oh, it's the absolute the it takes violence yeah. of these cars. We're on gravel, we're doing 100 kilometres an hour in 2.1 seconds, yeah. something daft. Yeah. And I'm going, Jesus Christ, yeah. Aiden's loving it. And we hit this first corner, and I've still got my eyes open. I'm going, we're going to crash. We're going to crash. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. And he's around the corner, and he started giggling. And I've now got my eyes firmly closed, firmly closed. right? And what I've noticed when I'm walking down the test stage taking photographs is there's an enormous ditch with huge rocks in it. So I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely shitting myself. And I'm sitting there on the right side of the car, <laughs> eyes closed, sweating. Hayden, Hayden, we're in the ditch, we're in the ditch. And he's driving, he's got one hand on the steering wheel. He 
punch me. He goes, Oh, well, I'm nowhere near the digital. <laughs> My went, Get your fucking hands back on the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's laughing and my eyes are closed again and I'm shrieking and I'm screaming and I'm, I know we're six feet up in the air and I know we're doing 200 kilometres oh. an hour. I know there's huge trees. I can hear the transmission breaking. This is, I don't know oh. what a good transmission sounds like, but to me, everything's breaking. We're going to have punctures. We're going to end up in the trees. We're dead. So it's five oh. k's out. It's five k's out. And then he's on the handbrake to bring it to a fight. I said, stop, 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 stop. And he goes, oh, what's up, Cox? And at this point, Literally, I'm shaking, tears coming down my face. <laughs> I said, stop, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I said, I've had enough. He said, Cole, what do you mean you're getting out? I said, I'm getting out. I am genuinely terrified. I don't like this. I said, Cole, I've been doing this for 15 years past advice, and no one, no one has ever told me to stop getting out. And I said, I don't care. I don't give a shit. He said, OK, I'll take it easy. I said, no, if I'm staying in this car, that sign there that says 40 mile an hour, that is the speed you do to the stage. That is the speed you do. And he's embarrassed. He's going, so, so we do anything next week, Cole? <laughs> and I'm sitting there, not saying anything to him. I'm so angry, I'm so upset. We get back into the service area, and there are pictures. The onboard didn't work. The only time oh. that day didn't work. We get back, and there are pictures of me completely traumatized, tears streaming down oh my, my face. God, they had that... to literally lift me out of the car. Wow. Lift me out of the car. It was oh. the single most terrifying thing I have ever done in wow, my life. Really? Single most terrifying thing. And and your okay, appreciation, I guess? The appreciation levels yeah. now. I, yeah. you know, I, I talk about rallying. I, I'll never never say that I'm a driver, because I'm not. I've never driven a rally. Co-driven once. I was sick. Co-driven <laughs> once was very sick. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I, it gave me an enormous appreciation of the skill levels, the bravery of these Amazing drivers. It. And it just reaffirmed that I'm a complete wuss. <laughs> complete the world's biggest coward. I, I, I am the, the world's biggest coward. I think the majority of people would be. You know, they, they to be to sit in that. I think it's totally different to being on a track. Oh, it's yeah. totally, you can't. That's what I mean. It's just that's something oh. I, I would love to experience because, yeah, that that would be just sure brilliance. Oh, it, it, it is. You know, I've I've been with enough people and spoken to enough people who have who have really appreciated it. Who actually kept their eyes open. I haven't sworn at the driver. <laughs> haven't cried at the end of it. Uh, and I've said it is just the most thrilling thing you can imagine. And I and yeah, and you can see why, you know, why co-drivers are are, are doing oh. what they're doing. You can see because it it is it is thrilling. It's just the the actual ability to go at that sort of speed to be in that kind of zone where yeah. you are controlling that piece of machinery to the level that they control it. Oh. You know, we, have, we have gentleman drivers in our sports. And Jordan Serderides is a gentleman driver, one of the only ones we've had in this generation of rally cars, which is wrong. It's another problem that the FI have to sort because yes. rallying has always been unique in that it's supported gentleman drivers. You know, we've got to a point where even the richest of the rich can barely afford to run these rally cars. Wow. But Serderides, gentleman driver. But, you know... He has more skill in that pinky of his than I've got in my whole body. Yeah. You know, he's a gentleman driver, but my <coughs> good God, he can drive that car. He has got, he understands weight transfer, balance. He understands, you know, every aspect of how that car works. And he's a gentleman driver. You know, there, there, there's some skill out there. There really is. Do they, is there, I suppose, 
Is there a sim component for training for the rally drivers, like they so, are for F1 and tin tops and all that? Like, so not, not, not that? as sophisticated as, as Formula One, but yeah, they have they have they have these new sims which are incredible, which will give you that kind of weight transfer yeah. feeling, and and you're with the hydraulics and all and the rest. Yeah. Sims in terms of rallying are more difficult, clearly, to to develop because there are so many variables. Yeah. You know, in terms of the way that the the surface works and, yeah. and all the rest. So yeah, many true. variables. But true. Supposedly, not that I've ever been on one because I have no interest, but I was talking actually just a couple of weeks ago to some guys who do use some fairly advanced. technologically advanced sims and they say they're incredible. And yeah. they, these are these are instructors. Yeah. Instructors yeah. who say the sims actually now are getting getting to that point. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, some I of the stuff we've got, it's qu- it is quite, I mean, like, it is... And like again, we've sold a few where the guys have actually because we've downloaded all the maps and they're all satellites, so they're all perfect. And like a lot of the guys are just sat there and hours upon hours upon hours, and they go, "It definitely has helped me. It definitely yeah. has." I'm sure it does. And, and you sure sit there and you go, "Well, the degree of technical prowess with the with the intelligence of these games, like you can actually simulate it where I don't know." let's say Bathish up the top and you've rubbed the wall and you're coming down and you've bent the arm so you're out five yeah. degrees and you're yeah. losing two PSI per lap. You can set that up to that, yeah. like, which is very, very technical. It is. It is. Ridiculous. And, and, uh, the thing with, with rallying and with the, the sim simulations and, and the, the games that are available just now is you in the olden days, you would go, you would come to Australia and you would test for three months, four months, and you would recce for three or four months. Yes. You know, you would do a lap after, or, or, you know, lap after lap of the stage. You would yes. pass after pass of the stage. You can't do that anymore. You have two passes. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, th- these kids will spend a lot of time playing the games, getting to know the stages. Get the stages. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's not perfect. It's not absolutely, you know, a substitute. For proper wrecking, no, but it gives them a familiarity. Gives them an idea, yeah. you know. So yeah, at least you know your left and rights. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly that. Yeah. And, and yeah, so there's definitely a, there's definitely a place for it. And, and you know, we see that so much more these days that even ten years ago, Hayden Padden was actually another one who we talk about how he had to work so much harder. He was one of the very first pioneers of of, of videos. You know, working using videos to help him prepare for rallies. So you know, he would scour the internet for for onboard videos. Oh, and wow. he would sit and, and, and he would make watch. notes, make his own notes Went from watching other people's videos. Nice. And, wow. and it's now all part of a driver's preparation. They will sit and they will watch onboards, their own onboards from the previous yep. year. They will watch their opponents' onboards. Yeah. And they will look for the corners where they, where get they that know they can get, get that, that extra tenth or yeah. so of a second. So, you know, things like videos and sims and games play a bigger part in rallying than they've ever played. Yeah. Um, and and anything that can give them that little bit of an little, edge. Yep. Little edge. That's, little edge. And we're talking like 10 tenths and things like that. It yeah. makes the difference, isn't it? Which you wouldn't have thought really in rallying that would matter, but it does. It absolutely does. You can get 30k stages with three cars set exactly the same time. It's yeah, amazing. Isn't it isn't amazing utter, when you utter think about madness. that? Different cars. It's just quite amazing. Different, different drivers, sets different styles, and, yeah. different approaches. And they're all within... Yeah. And, and you think they, they must be driving close to... Because there must be, with a, a car and the car's capability, the conditions, a driver and a driver's capabilities, there must be a perfect drive for that stage. Yeah. You know, it, and it must be that there is a, a time which is the maximum or the, yeah. the shortest possible time yes. that you could physically set. A physical yep. calculation yeah. says in that car, with that power, that is the best possible time you could set. Yeah. And I reckon we get drivers that get close to that. And that's the only thing that can explain 
25, 30 kilometres with drivers setting the same time. It's as they've all driven just about the perfect stage that that car is capable of delivering in those conditions. Yeah. yeah it's incredible. It is. It is it when is, there are so many variables, it's incredible. Especially over that long period and just, yeah, and just the the previous run could have thrown gravel out a bit different on the track and then the, just those... Mm. And the car, and drivers, you know, drivers just—they they have different <coughs> ways of dealing with with things like gravel. Your ruts appear. Yeah. Some drivers use the ruts. Some drivers like to lean against the ruts. Some drivers like to stay out of the ruts. You know, if, if you if you're confident in the way your car will behave, and you have to be unbelievably confident, because yeah. you're going into a fast, a medium speed left hander, and you know the right speed is is whatever, you know, 90, 100 kilometers an hour. But the ruts are there, and you can do it 110 kilometers now, as long as it doesn't jump out of those ruts. Yeah, it jumps out of those ruts. You are deep in the shit, so you've got to be confident. Yeah, you know you can use the ruts as tram lines to take you through. Some drivers will do that; others just stay well clear. It's amazing, isn't it? It is incredible. (sighs) It It is incredible. Talented boys and girls. Madness. It is interesting to say about that that disparity of how close they are, even though the cars are so different, the drivers are so different. Funnily enough, it's the same story. In Formula One, Maybe even though even though you've got ten teams, we've got ten radically different cars. You've got how yeah. different the Red Bull is to the Williams, yeah. and the driver skill across the board. Yeah. But the number one to number twenty in the Formula One grid is still closer time wise than Formula Two, yeah. which is identical cars. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's, it's weird, isn't it? Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, that can it's happen. crazy. Uh, who knows? It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the, the quality of the boys that are peddling them and girls are yeah. peddling them around, I guess. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Especially when they do the side by side when they have two cars on the track and they cut and you see how you know, you might say Lewis or Max or Fernando, how they just you see them on their edge and a little bit of differences on the tracks and where they make it up and how it's yeah. it is quite amazing yeah. how they all have that different centre of the entry point and exit. One's wide wider and, and overall though it fucking point zero of a point. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Madness. All right. Well, on that fantastic note, we'll wrap up, mate. An absolute pleasure. It's been so, a joy, mate. So I mean, lovely to see. You. I'm so spewing. I missed the first one, but it's so good to see you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, really, honestly, to have you here having a chat is 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 special, mate. Thank well, you. It's been absolutely my pleasure and a joy, and yeah. Uh, Always good to see you. How can you not enjoy speaking to you two boys? Nah. With this in the background, it is the best possible place. It's not a bad little setup, hey? It's a great setup. (laughs) And coming from you, that's pretty big. This is a man that's all over the world at the highest level of motorsport commentating. He's just, yeah, so for us, it's, it's, yeah, we're we're really chuffed, mate. Thank you. Well, thanks for inviting me. Thanks, boys. And hopefully we'll be many times in the future too. Yeah. Well, you can't keep me away. Now I know where you are. That you're yeah. not just <laughs> every time you're every time you're back in Australia. You're gonna, <laughs> every time you're in Australia, you're gonna come and do a podcast and recap on the last rally tour. Very happy yeah, to done. Do that. Awesome, Cheers, my lads. friend. Thank, awesome. thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you again, Don't forget guys. cars and coffee, November fourth. See through glasses huge, coming. Huge. It's gonna be massive. Where so, are we yeah. at this stage in terms of numbers? Thousand ish. Yeah, oh, give man. or take. Yeah, and podcasts are sold out. Yeah, podcast sold but out, that's sorry. that's Sam's podcast. Yeah, that's not our like podcast, that's his out. podcast. So please, no one keep ringing me and asking me how do we get yeah. on. It ain't going <laughs> to happen. I can't. <laughs> yep. I can't. I don't even know how I'm going to get the 20 people that I promised on. So we'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls, thank, thank you very you much. Thank you Thank you. Speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Awesome.